Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hi, I'm Jill Bellort, Director of Employment Relations and Reward at NHS Employers. Today, we're going to be asking some experts about employing young people. NHS Employers encourages organisations within the NHS to help young people on their journey into work, but we recognise that there are certain barriers that can prevent them from entering the labour market. So during this podcast, I'll be speaking to Dr Anthony Mann, Director of Policy and Research at the Educational Employers Task Force, and Laura Mangan, Head of Projects at the education charity Brightside to examine how the mismatch between employers and young people can be addressed. So Laura, what do you think the main issues are for employers engaging with the young people? Um, I've broken this down into kind of three key areas. Um, firstly, and most importantly, I think it's perception. Uh, employees have, um, some, in some instances, uh, a misconstrued perception that young people lack experience Uh, lack basic skills, have poor attitude and lack the professionalism uh, needed to work to go into the working world Uh, and there's a recognised gap between education and employment. Um, Secondly I think it's capacity and resource, Uh, we're all busy and we're all working to tight budgets uh, and the perception is that uh, engaging with young people uh, impacts negatively upon that. Um, all I'd say is that there are in, uh, alternatives um, to having someone in for a two week long internship. And thirdly, um, I think it's negotiating uh, the school and college system. Uh, so actually, if you do have uh, an, an invested interest in working with young people, what is the next step? How do you uh, then get involved with young people? Uh, and again, I think that uh, we should just make it clear that there are brokerage organisations that can help you to do that. Uh, within the NHS itself, we've got NHS Careers and Inspiring the Futures, uh, which will allow you to, to access young people and start that work very easily. Thank you very much. Anthony, what are the main issues for the young people? and Do you believe that there are generational differences which impact on their ability to move into work? Oh, well, absolutely. It's so much more difficult for young people these days than it was a generation ago or or longer. Um, We know that um, this transition from being in education into work is taking longer and longer. And and it's not just down to qualifications. Even really quite highly qualified young people are finding it difficult to find their feet in the labour market. We know that the working world demands not just qualifications but experience, you know, attitudes. You need to be able to, um, you know, be the right match for. Um, you know, very, very different jobs because, you know, the labour market, the world of work is, is much more complicated and complex now than it was a generation or two back. So if you're a young person, one of the, one of the key, key problems for you, one of the most difficult things for you is getting hold of the right information to be able to make informed decisions about where your future aspirations can lie or might lie or do lie um, and what you need to do and what the options are for you to be able to move towards that point, you know, do you really need you know, a B in your maths? Should you stay at college? Should you go to university? How do you invest your time and money nowadays? As you move through the system, when you get to the end of that, you can make, um, you know, you're in a good place. And as young people make those decisions, as they go through their educational journeys, it's really important for them to be able to have, you know, reliable first-hand information, particularly from people who already work in those professions. 
Thank you. Um, Laura, can you tell me a bit more about projects that Brightside's involved in and how they benefit both the young people and the employers? Sure. So, um, as a kind of generic uh, example of what Brightside uh, deliver, uh, we are invested in uh, online mentoring. Uh, so, essentially, we uh, link young people uh, with industry or undergraduate mentors uh, where they can have. Um, one-to-one -one conversations talking about that that information advice and guidance that Anthony was Anthony was mentioning um, they can get that live from a, a real live working person uh, and it's trusted information because of that um, some individual examples of projects that we are currently running uh, one of which is is close to your heart uh, we're running the NHS online mentoring program whereby uh, young people that are year 12 um, and interest in health and social care are being linked to NHS employees uh, online. Now the benefit to the young people uh, is that it helps them to understand the working world. They understand the breadth um, of options available to them within the NHS. Um, so it's not just about becoming a doctor, becoming a nurse. Um, it's the, the clinical and the administrative side of uh, working for the employer of NHS. Um, and it helps them make those informed decisions. So is that the right choice for them? Um, what do they need to do to get to that place? Um, for the employee, um, it's positive brand positioning. Uh, you're getting the idea of the NHS as an employer um, into schools, into young people's um, minds. And they're therefore more, more able to make the right um, transitional choices to be productive members of staff when they get to you. Um, from an individual employee point of view, uh, what the NHS mentors are gaining, um, I mean there's loads of things, um, I won't go on about it too much, but um, key I think is professional development, they learn um, about engaging with young people, uh, they can learn, improve their communication skills, um, and ultimately that will improve the NHS's customer service or client service, whichever way we want to talk about it. Um, another programme that we are currently working on uh, is with the Financial uh, and Law Skills Partnership. Again, this is very sector specific, um, so we're looking at the financial sector here. Um, and what they do is they link young people, again, with an industry mentor. Um, but what they're trying to address is that balance that I talked about earlier, where, where there is a gap between uh, what you learn during your education and the softer skills that are a requirement of being a um, good member of staff. Um, so what FSP are attempting um, is through online activities, uh, young people learn about things like communication skills, time management skills, decision making, uh, as well as having a clearer understanding of what is available within the financial sector. Um, what the employers are gaining um, is they're plugging that gap. They're ensuring that they are responding to the lack of skill that they're finding when young people are applying to them. Um, by telling about them, but telling telling them about it earlier. So year twelve students know that time management, turning up on time, in a shirt and tie, is absolutely key to them. One, getting uh, through the interview, and two, getting the job in the long term. Thank you, Anthony. For employers with limited time, what do you think are the best ways of engaging with young people? Time is getting so short these days, isn't it? Um, in my working career, the last 20 years, you know, it's got tighter and tighter and tighter, hasn't it? Um, the best way of engaging young people is through their schools and colleges. 
because the school and college is really well placed to make sure that the right young people gain benefit from the different engagements which they have and make sure that it's not just if you're from a particular social background and you happen to know you know lots of um, surgeons um, or if you happen to know, you know other people but they can make sure that we kind of democratize access to the sort of information and insights and experiences I was talking about which are so important so if you've got limited time it's really it's really interesting because you don't need a lot of time to make a difference this is the point if we think about young people moving through their school lives through the, their training and think about making sure that they have opportunity to understand the breadth of opportunities which are available and what those really require what they really like then the single most important thing um, anybody can do or an employer can do is say well you know I'll come and I'll talk about what we do what I do in my job what the routes into it are you know um, what you know what it's really like what sort of collection of qualification experience you really need to be, have to be able to be a convincing candidate when it comes to recruitment exercises because there's an awful lot of young people unemployed but we need to match them up where you know that their, their skills and their interests and the qualifications really relate at a national any if you're any if if if, if, if you're listening to this and you're anywhere in the country and you want to be able to do that, you can go to a single gateway point. You can go to inspiringthefuture.org on the internet. It takes five minutes, a bit about yourself, and then schools in your local area can come and find you. That makes the school teacher the gatekeeper, and that's really important. And if you're very, very busy, well, you just suspend your account, and then you start it up again when, you know, when, when times are easier. It's a great way of managing your interaction. And if you or somebody works in HR or heads up you know, a unit or a trust, well then you can do that on behalf of your unit or your trust. And so in order to be able to you know, get the sort of volume of support for young people that employers need, as well as young people, we need to make it free and Inspiring the Future is free. We need to make it easy, and that's what it is, and quick. And I think if we can do that, then you know, it's very hard to say no. Uh, thank you, Anthony. Um, that's really straightforward. And the key message there, it doesn't take a lot of time to make a difference. Thank you. Laura, um, what do you think the benefits are of employing young people? What can that bring to an organisation? Um, I think this is something that, that, that doesn't get thought about enough. We, we often talk about the impact of uh, working with young people on what young people, but actually let's look at it the other way around. Um, and the benefits that young people can bring to an organisation um, are, are numerous, both short term and actually essentially longer term. Um, I think that one of the, the major positives um, is diversifying your workforce. Um, so I know that there are particular careers where we are looking at uh, an ageing workforce and actually you need to respond to that um, and employing young people at, at earlier stages, not waiting for, for them to gain five, year ex five years experience um, can be absolutely key. Um, if you get a young person from the offset you're essentially training them to be a, a voice piece for the NHS, for, for your organisation. Um, you're their first example of work um, and if you treat them well and um, they get a lot from working with you um, then they'll stay and they'll speak well about the organisation. Um, I think also we need to look at professional development of the uh, individuals and the uh, departments the young people work within. Um, young people can uh, come to you at different st at different stages in their life than, than you're used to from your colleagues um, but actually having to adapt um, 
and get the best out of them can can be a real positive for for those managing them um so learning communication skills um understanding how to inspire and motivate someone that's just come out of education um and is getting their paycheck for the first time um and really pulling out their their core skills um can be a real learning um learning curve for for those managing them uh, and can really upskill uh, those who are already within your team. I think also we need to think about this idea of fresh insight. Uh, a young person is a fresh pair of eyes, they're coming at you uh, very new um, and they may be able to pick, see the hole that you weren't able to see because you're so involved and so invested in, in where you're working. Having someone new kind of throw in a very uh, new innovative idea can, can really uh, challenge and change and, and progress the work that you're doing. Um, Young people also have, have skills that, that perhaps we don't think about. Um, we think about digitally. Uh, young people know how to use social media more than anybody. Uh, and uh, if you don't know already, you should know. That's an absolutely key part of the way that the working world is going. Um, and their IT skills are second to none. Uh, if you want to know how to, how to um, do Gantt charts in Excel, then probably a 17-year-old person is the, is the person to ask rather than um, your colleague. Um, I think also we need to consider the feel-good factor. Uh, young people develop really quickly uh, if they're invested in, and actually if you are managing those young people within your organisation, watching them develop fast, watching them progress, and, and, and knowing that it's actually something that you're saying to them that, that's helping them progress, um, increases your morale, uh, and if your morale is increased, uh, then you're more invested in work and you're more likely to stay in the organisation. So as an, an employee uh, in, uh, as a whole, that's a real benefit. I think that's that's probably enough. There's loads more I could go on, but I'll leave it at that. Thank you, Laura. Um, I've really got the impression that there are benefits all around. Um, final question then. Um, Anthony, how do you think employers can make their recruitment methods more youth-friendly? It's a bit daunting to go into an interview when you're 16 or 17. It certainly is. It certainly is. The first thing I'd say um, is that the the, the Chartered Institute for Personnel Development, the CIPD, kind of the professional body for HR people, has been addressing exactly this question for the last year. And NHS employers have been playing a really important role within the debates and the discussions. So CIPD Learning for Work is a great place to start looking for, you know, you know, find, you know, you know really detailed it's about, you know, thoughts and, and, and so on. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, well, let's just kind of you know, be, maybe be a bit more strategic and, and, and think about how the process works. You think about this as a talent pipeline. You know, well, these are the skills of the future which we need. Our organisations, our national health service depends upon us being able to find the right skills for hundreds of thousands of, um, of new people who are going to be coming over the next decade or so. Um, and so we kind of need to help young people as they're exploring kind of the range of different um, occupations and professions um, which are available and understanding what they really entail. As they explore that we need to be able to understand that there's a particular role for, for women to play because we know that girls particularly value hearing from women in different workplaces and through Inspiring the Future our Inspiring Women campaign is one of the one of the avenues for making sure that we kind of talk to the diversity of young people about, about their lives. But then think about we, the first interview you ever have, or the first time you put in the CV, shouldn't really be in the real world. You should have a chance to be able to do that in a safe environment. And schools get that, and they invest time and money in it, but they know that young people take it much more seriously if sat on the other side of the table, 
is somebody who's from the working world, maybe from an HR department or somebody who does interviewing or, or looks at CVs and can say with a straight face, if I got this, it'd go in the bin. Fantastic learning opportunity. So we need to think about, as young people come through the system, we help them do that practicing, develop those skills, we help them explore the range. And when they're at the point where we kind of know that they need to get a bit more experience, a bit more insight to be able to support their progression into apprenticeships or into university courses, make sure that it's easy for young people, regardless of their background, to access work experience, job shadowing, opportunities, so they can get some real first-hand experience under their belt and so they can go forward with real confidence in, in, in going for their futures. Thank you very much and thank you Anthony and Laura. Um, all the initiatives mentioned in this podcast, the links will be under the podcast for you to take further.